Last evening, we made a decision to part ways with Bob Bugner, John McLean, John Madden, and Dan Darrell. We appreciate Bob's three-year run with the Sharks, and during his tenure, the team was known for working hard, and Bob was very invested in the plan to play and develop young players. Since the end of our season and related to this GM search, we put together a thorough review of where we've been and where we're going. This has been the most thorough and reflective review that we've had over the past 20 years. All aspects of this team have been evaluated, coaching, scouting, development, and management. Although we're all aware that this team's played in 30 30 playoff rounds over the past 20 years, uh, we did not make the playoffs in the past three seasons. We need to look ahead. We can and we will improve the team in all these areas. We, We have already made some changes, and modifications are in the works for many areas, both on and off the ice. That includes Barracuda coaching, development, analytics, and mental performance, amongst others. Responsibility for this organization's performance is shared between management, coaching, and the players themselves. We're now beyond looking backwards, and we're now looking forward to the opportunities available with the new GM and a new head coach. And lastly, we moved into an in-person finalist stage with our GM search after about a dozen very thorough and lengthy Zoom interviews. What's going on? Happy Friday to everybody out there in Sharks territory. What an eventful day it has been. Oh my goodness. If you haven't heard already, I don't know how you haven't heard already, but the South East Sharks have decided suddenly to part ways with Bob Bugner. What's going on, everybody? I'm Aaron James. Thank you for joining me on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook and Instagram. This is the Shark City session for July 1st, 2022. You know, this whole news in Sharks territory has a lot of us who um, either create content or cover the Sharks. You know, uh, kind of this mad scrambling this morning. Most of uh, most of us are already, you know, having uh, our July 4th or for those of you out in Canada, your Canada Day weekend um, plans already set. But nonetheless, here we are. Uh, we're going to discuss and react to the whole entire Bob Bugner situation that went down this morning. Um, and then, you know, some some other notable comments that were made throughout the entire day. Um, you know, very interesting. It came about 5 or 6 o'clock in the morning local time. The news had dropped that the Sharks had decided to, um, you know, part ways with the boogeyman. But before, you know, I start to get ahead of myself, let's just review the facts, okay? So this right here is going to be a a combination of, um, you know, bits and pieces that were from the Mercury News, the Athletic, and ESPN, including the Sounds of Sharks organization themselves that were put out this morning. So uh, the Sounds of Sharks officially, officially announced that um, they relieved Bog Bugner and his staff, okay? So um, McLean... Uh, John McLean, John Madden, and even the video coach. Ain't that something? Um, I am blanking on the last name right now. Let me just double check, but it is Darren. Um, ooh, what a horrible start to this. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Uh, actually, it does matter. Well, it doesn't matter because they're not the coaches anymore. And I hate to be so blunt about it, but it is what it is. Um, just for the sake of getting the name right, Dan Darrow. I was way off. Anyways, uh, so they are all released from the team this morning, four coaches. A lot of people out there are talking about in the back off staying on board. I'll get into that a little bit later. Um, by all means, if you're on Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, or Facebook, drop a comment in the comment section, and let's talk about how we all feel about the Boogeyman being fired. Okay, so um, let's just start with the facts here. Uh, Bog Booner, 51 years of age was about three seasons. I don't know if you want to count them seasons. I mean, the the last season, this past season, was his real first whole 82-game NHL season with the, with the San Jose Sharks. Um, he took over about 33 games in to the 2019-2020 uh, season right before the whole pandemic shut this, uh, you know, the whole league down. And um, right after 
Peter DeBoer was fired by the Sharks. Um, so uh, Bob Boudner had about a $1 million a one year left. So a salary of $1.5 million remained on his contract. Um, Elliot Friedman reported that the decision happened about 11 o'clock last night. So 11 p.m. Thursday night here in San Jose. And, um, you know, again, you heard it at the top of the uh, the episode here. Interim General Manager Joe Will had this to say about decision. And I quote, as we progress through our search for the next general manager of the Sharks following 19 seasons under Doug Wilson's leadership, it has become apparent that the organization is in the process of an evolution. Ooh, that sounds nice. Uh, the bottom line is that we have missed the playoffs for the past three seasons, which isn't acceptable to our owner or organization or to our fans. Really want to get into this whole statement that he put out. Uh, as part of this evolution and evaluation, we felt it was in the best interest of the club to allow the next Sharks general manager to have full anatomy related to the makeup of the on-ice coaching staff moving ahead. All right, so uh, the, late fire, the late firing of Bob Booner kind of throwing everybody off guard. Um, you know, mainly because it happened like right during a time when the NHL fiscal year is about to begin and there's not a lot of coaching opportunities available. I'm not trying to, you know, be a stickler here, but I'm highly doubting that he was going to get any offers anyways. That's just my opinion. And uh, I'll jump into that right now. You know, with, with San Jose, Bob Booner in his three seasons, again, you know, he had the pandemic season, and then the modified season in response to the pandemic, you know, when they had to stay in April last season and played another modified like 50-something games. Um, and then his 82, you know, full full year last this uh, this last season, pretty much 67-85-23 record, okay? He failed to make the Stanley Cup playoffs for his past three years. And um, you know what? I looked into it. I looked into it, and apparently his .449 win percentage is the worst in the franchise since 1997 when Al Sims coached the club. This is right before we had Daryl Suter. So it's been a hot minute for you know um, the Sharks territory to witness this kind of um, you know catastrophe. Until, I guess is the best way to say it. Um, so, still trying to stick to the facts. I'm trying to bite my tongue here and hold my reaction. Um, you know, this is very peculiar. Being that, you know, Bob, again, Bob Bugner was, he was fired. I mean, okay, I'm trying my hardest not to react, but I think we're going to have to just get into reaction time because otherwise this thing's going to seem like a hot mess. So I'm just going to drop it and tell it how it is, as I usually do here on the Shark City session. Um, so you know what? A lot of people are a little thrown off by this. Me personally, as a fan, I can't help but feel like, okay, first of all, I think this is long overdue. I think most of you out there in Sharks territory could agree that this was long overdue. His first 100 games as the bench boss in San Jose, he had only 39 victories. 39, 51, and 10 for those of you who are wondering what the full record was. And, you know, up until last night, according to Joel Will, Bob Booner was still a part of the Sharks' plan going into next season. And, you know, I've been saying this since, you know, um, the regular season ended back in April, that Bog Booner is still a part of the Sharks' plans. Well, obviously something changed in the last 24 hours. And now I'm going to start getting into my personal reaction. I'm honestly thinking, and this is just my opinion now, that this is most likely in response to fan outcry, obviously, but I'm thinking more or less the league chatter about the owner quote-unquote being delusional and it's more than likely a sign to those who are running the GM spot that this will be their team to manage fully all right so that is my take on this whole situation Sharks got to get it they got to get a handle they got to get a handle on the club and they got to get a handle essentially on their thread right they have to show people that they're in control and when you have your fan base or what's left of it, what's remained, what's stayed for those who stayed committed during this last few seasons, 
um, you know, we're far removed from the 25th anniversary, the, the lone solo year when we made it to a cup final. We are far removed from that, um, you know, that moment in time. And that time is all caught up to a lot of our main guys on the roster, the core, which apparently is reported, reported most recently that this was something that had to stay intact. So, you know, that was one of the uh, news that came out. We talked about it on last night's session that, um, you know, essentially Haslam Planner has a win-now mentality. The Sharks owner wants to see the club in the playoffs starting next season. All right? So that was giving some of the general manager candidates out there this idea of, like, you know, obviously you can't get it done with what we got. And... Again, I'm just speculating here. It's all pure speculation, but so has everything else been up to this point in Sharks territory, right, when it comes to the GM and now the coaching. Um, But my pure speculation is that this right here has got to be a sign for whoever is going to come on board or maybe even a way to, like, try to attract some of those who may have lost interest because of the previous meetings that they've had. But essentially, long story short, is I think that this is the club's way of trying to say, okay, got to do a fresh start. You got to do it now. And that's exactly the words that um, Joe Will used in his presser earlier today. All right. Um, so some other things that are very interesting is that, you know, this whole firing comes just a week prior to the NHL, the 2022 NHL entry draft. So obviously, San Jose Sharks, in my opinion, unless next week before the 7th, in the eighth, they decide to announce a new coach and a new general manager, which is currently under, you know, they're undergoing. Okay. I want to take a step back here. Let me take a breath. Official word is that they're undergoing, you know, um, professional reference checks and legal background checks. Right. But you also had Joe will say something very interesting during his presser. And um, again, it was at the top of this episode. So, you know, when, when we're done, you know, going live here on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube, by all means, you know, check out the replay of the video. And if if you're listening to the audio version on your preferred podcast platform, just, you know, rewind it a few 15, 30 seconds or whatnot to the top of the show. Anyways, long story short is this. Joe Will said that they look forward to, they've looked forward to their interviews that they've had and some that may be coming. Okay? And, um... That tells me personally, as a fan, when you mention that, obviously you have more people who may be, you know, in the whole, um, you know, candidacy than the earlier reported three candidates, two of which being ex-Sharks. Supposedly the third one now, the third finalist has been dropped as being Scott Mellenby. Honestly, I'm getting a lot of not sure, probably supposedly like it's all it's all rumor based at this point right it's all speculation you know what i'm saying but what i did hear okay is that from kevin weeks not me personally i heard but what i've read out there pardon me is that kevin weeks says that the priority criteria for the San Jose sharks is being a former player all right so you have that being dropped i believe dfo the rundown suggested that the or excuse me pardon me joe will while also mentioning that they look forward to some of the upcoming interviews because obviously it seems like we have some more candidates that are not being you know name dropped sharks are playing this one so close to the chest and you know what that's expected i mean that's pretty much how they are i mean look at how they've been running this organization everything is so like like the Sharks are, they they really favor whether or not they want to admit it or not. They really favor being in control of the narrative of their team and being controlled of the information that goes out there. And that's kind of why, um, as a fan, a lot of our coverage has been suffering lately because, you know, um, of the whole exclusiveness of trying to get information or, or you know, trying to get like, um, you know, tr- trying to get news from the team. You know, a lot of people, and this is just a quick little, like, uh, sidebar here, but, like, you know, there's some people out there who talk about how sharks aren't often mentioned, if at all, on Bay Area sports radio stations. Yeah, well, you know, the sharks also took their station off of the of broadcast radio as well. So, to me, 
I feel like that's not a, a symbol of like the interest or the lack of interest in covering sharks in the Bay Area market. I think that it's more or less a, a huge indicator of how close the sharks like to keep things, you know, within the club. And um, supposedly, and I'm not trying to go drop a whole bunch of stuff out there, so um, you know, and you know, misleading you out there, but you could check it out yourselves. Um, some of the major podcasts out there. Um, you know, there, there's um, some guys are dropping saying that, you know, it's actually kind of like their thing where it's like, hey, um, some clubs out there, they have it where it's like, hey, if this leaks, if it gets dropped, then it essentially ruins the candidacy. So, you know, it may be, you know, it may be known who this guy is, but no one's going to spill the beans because, you know, it could affect the whole entire outcome. That might be a little far stretched. I'm not too sure. All I know is that Joe Will says that the finalists will be three to five candidates. All right. Um, about a couple hours ago, NHL Network on NHL Now said that the candidates were being told that they, they, they're being told essentially that, um, you know, if they're going to join a team, there's these absolutes that um, like this is just part of the deal and there's like no way around it. And the report is, is that candidates are being told that if they are to, you know, take over as the general manager sounds like sharks that they have to keep Joe will as the assistant general manager and Doug Wilson jr. And Tim Burke on scouting. Um, so, you know, it, it may, you know, as more details start to drop about, you know, these four to six hour long interviews that the sharks are having with their candidates. Um, you know, it seems there's, you know, these may be the reasons why the sharks are, haven't been able to successfully secure their next general manager yet. It could be because of the fact that not too long ago, the owners wanted essentially, Hey, you can't make any changes on the blue line. You can't make any changes to our core contracts. You have to win with what you have now. And obviously up until last night, Bob Booner was a part of that plan. Um, he had high marks, high praise for his ability to motivate young, the, you know, the young talent, and to get them to work hard, I don't know. That's that, that almost. I don't know. That sounds like a cheap compliment to me. Like honestly, like, like Bob Wooner has made some very choice decisions. I won't get into that quite yet, but um, you know, just trying to keep to some of the facts here. But um, you know, Eric Carlson, Brent Burns, Mark Edward Vlasic, they're all you know coasting toward their mid thirties. They have almost, you know, between the three of them, $26.5 million of the salary cap is committed to them for the next three years. Okay, so a lot of these early reports were that, hey, these GM guys are like saying, and I hate to use this word again, but it's what they're it's what the report is, is that the owner is delusional. And like in other words, hey, I had to come into this situation, I cannot move around. Um, you know, these players, I cannot try to create more cap space on top of that. I, up until this morning, most likely was being told, have to keep Bob Booner, have to keep Joe Will, have to keep the scouting team. You know what I'm saying? So I'm sure a lot of them were like, all right, no thanks. And that's what the reports were, except now we're getting more and more details of exactly what's being presented in these interview process. So, you know, it's very interesting. And Long story short is, you know, it's kind of concerning. It's kind of concerning to hear what is being said around the league in terms of the San Jose Sharks and their organization. Now, I'm telling you right now, there's a lot of people out there who are trying to make a case for Bob Bugner. Like, there's all this sympathy all of a sudden. You know, it's like, oh, you know, it, it, may, it may not be right because – you know, everything that he had to experience. I've seen a couple of this being dropped earlier um, on social media, but essentially the whole sentiment is like, Hey, those last three seasons were nothing short than, you know, a sh show with everything that went down his first two seasons. And then some, some of them out there were even having the audacity to bring up like the Evander Kane situation. Yeah, like that whole locker room situation is what caused him to be, you know, the worst coach in Sharks history since 1997 in terms of winning percentage. And, um, you know, quite frankly, if he was a solid NHL coach that was bringing culture and building the teams, 
maybe there wouldn't be that supposedly dysfunction or toxicity existing within those locker room walls to begin with. I digress. Um, I could go on for a minute about my opinions about that. Um, all right. So I think that's pretty much all of the latest buzz and facts. We are going to um, spend a significant time on this just reacting. So, you know, bear with me. By all means, um, drop comments in the section. I already see a thanks for doing things. A thanks for doing these. Well, thank you for following and supporting this show. And thank you for listening. Um, so, Bob Boudner. I never cared for him. I never did. I'll be honest with you. Um, I think most of you out there have the same, you know, the same, they have the same feelings. I'm pretty sure we're on point. Uh, we're vibing or whatever words you want to use. But long story short is, um, it has nothing to do with him personally. It's just, you know, I felt like Bob Bugner was just someone to help us get through this process. It's obvious. Sounds like sharks. You know, whether you want to call it a rebuild or a retool, which apparently was off the table as of last night, okay? That was off the table. I'm very interested in seeing exactly what this leads to now that there's a GM and coaching vacancy in San Jose. But um, what I'm trying to get at is it was obvious. Bob Boogner was, you know, he was a standing guy. I hate to say it. It is what it is. You know, the Sharks were going through a unique situation with, um, you know, the whole transition over from the Boar, who supposedly lost the locker room. I don't know about that. And, you know, um, everything that followed, pandemic, not being able to practice or play in San Jose, having to go, you know, start the season out in Arizona. And then, you know, finally coming back to a regular season, and then everything just hitting you with, again, the pandemic still had an impact. People were being, you know, key players were injured. Um, some players were, you know, like at one point we had like a hybrid team. We had essentially like a AHL slash NHL roster. Actually did pretty solid. But, you know, I'm trying to get the point I'm trying to get at is like, you know, there, there is a bunch of unseen and unusual like circumstances that this coaching staff had to deal with. But honestly, in my opinion, like it's not an excuse. As harsh as that could sound and as arrogant as it may sound, I don't think that those are excuses. Um I personally again, like, you know, he's he's benched some of our best players when they're getting hot. Or because, you know, whatever the case may not be, not executing executing the game plan or maybe just disagreeing or, you know, just speaking up or out or whatever terminology you want to use. You know, like, you don't see a player play a shift for the rest of the game. You know, stuff like that, it's extremely, like, sus. You know, um, but again, I don't think you're going to hear this from the organization. And as a fan, and since this is fan-run and fan-operated, I'm going to say it straight up. I, I you know, they said it on record that they do not play for draft positions, but come on. Come on. The Sharks are well aware, even before when we got here, that the contracts that they have are not going to work out and benefit for the franchise long term, especially when all that money being dedicated to these players is not giving you, you know, like you're not getting anything out of it, right? They're not producing. Um, you know, we have a mess of a salary cap situation to deal with upcoming, and the whole Vander Kane thing isn't going to make it any better. Um Chances are, a really quick side note, is that I'm guessing that they're going to settle. I highly doubt Vander Kane gets $7 million a year, but I highly doubt that he doesn't get anything at all. Chances are there's going to be a settlement coming up. But, you know, stay tuned. That should be that should be starting within the next couple of weeks. Um, but anyways, and then on top of that, you know, um, you know, well, actually, let's, let's take a step back really quick here. Again, this is all fan reaction tonight, just reacting to the whole brand, uh, you know, the whole breaking news of Bob Boogner being fired. But this is what this is what I'm wondering. Okay, again, I kind of touched up on this a little earlier. Is this a way of trying to like attract general managers that may perhaps were not interested? Because again, up until last night, Bob Boogner was said to be a part of this plan. So. Does Bob Booner being fired signify that the Sharks 
are ready, are willing to, you know, make whatever choices they have to do to make this team competitive again. Um, even though Joe Will did not want to mention it, and this right here is coming a report from the Mercury News. Um, today is the first day in the National Hockey League which teams can buy out contracts, and the name Mark Edward Vlasic came up. Obviously, Joe Will's not about to throw any of his players on the roster under the bus and be like, yeah, we're about to get rid of these guys. Uh, he mentioned it saying that it's more of a last-minute thing. Um, but long story short is, you know, Mark Edward Vlasic, he has eight years, or excuse me, he has four years on his eight-year deal remaining. It's a $56 million contract um, per cap-friendly if the Sharks were to buy him out, it would save them $8.8 million over the next two seasons. Obviously, if you could save $8.8 million, now you have some room to bring in some scoring depth, right? That was the big headliner this whole past season is we don't have the depth. We don't have the scoring depth. We need the young players to come step it up. Well, first you got to let those young players come and actually suit up. That's a whole other story. Anyways, I'm just going to let it all off my chest because I'm happy. I am super happy. I'm not going to lie because, listen, even if the Sharks do not go to the playoffs next season, which they may not, they may not, but even if they do not make it to the playoffs next season, at least the fan base, at least Sharks territory are going to see, you know, and this is going to sound ridiculous, right, but if they're going to lose, at least we're going to see it happen with someone new who's supposedly, you know, assumably going to be trying new things, right? Maybe maybe we get Eklund on the main roster. You know, maybe, you know, Carlson, Burns, or Vlasic, maybe all of them, who knows? We still got to make some room for Mario Ferraro, right? We still have some young talent who are, who are due for some, you know, for some paydays. So, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this right here is a signal. It's kind of like an accelerator, essentially. I'm hoping that this signifies that the Sharks realize, and again, I'm super sus about this decision happening just a couple of days um, after reports of like you know what was being said about the organization throughout the league. You know, what I'm saying mainly being that what they want to do right now isn't realistic. And if you want someone in here to do this job, you got to essentially not handcuff them. That was the expression that was being used out there in some of these podcasts covering this whole GM search. Um, so I'm hoping that, I mean, again, I don't mean any disrespect to Bob Booner and the coaching staff, but it is what it is, okay? He's been labeled playoff repellent. Again, his first 100 games, only 39 wins. And at the end of three seasons... Even though they weren't three full seasons, he hasn't, you know, he hasn't even broke the, you know, the 500 mark on win percentage. Last time the Sharks were this bad in terms of coaching staff was in 97 before Daryl Suter. All right. So uh, Joe Will said something about moving forward and not looking back. And, you know, that right there would be, you know, definitely, you know, like the, the biggest or how do I say this? That's probably the truest thing that they've said. In the last couple of weeks, with everything that's going on, anyways. Um, all right, let me take a quick breath here so I can regather my thoughts. I do have some more to say here. Um, so Scott Mellenby, let's just touch on that briefly here. Scott Mellenby, he has some experience. He's being dropped as a third finalist. Personally, at this point, with Joe Will saying that they have more interviews coming up, and it potentially could be five finalists, I don't see why. Um, any of these. Like, I don't see why we should be jumping on any of these. Yeah, Kevin Weeks is saying that the Sharks prefer X player. I think, and I mentioned this last night, that the fan base prefers someone outside the organization because we just spent the better part of two decades with a former player. Now, I also went on record to say that if they were to choose, I would prefer Mike Greer. It just makes sense. Um... You know, his brother is a GM of the Dolphins. If he becomes a GM of the Sharks, you know what I'm saying? Like, anyways. Um, so, yeah. I I honestly, I mean, right away, 
the next question I have to ask is like, well, who's available at this point for the head coaching job, right? Who is available? And I know a lot of people out there, even though he's already reported saying that he's going to spend some time off, supposedly a couple of years. It really was undefined how much time he's going to spend off. But long story short is Barry Trotz. That's the name that's circulating around Sharks territory. I get it. Everyone wants to, you know, we're thirsty for some significant change, right? We don't want somebody who has never been heard of <laughs> or or have the reputation that may not necessarily be the best reputation to be the one to come into, you know, uh, the organization and start making, you know, start making the changes or, or making the calls. Um, I highly doubt that Barry Trotz is going to change his mind and come back. He's already went out publicly saying that, hey, I'm not going to uh, pursue coaching for a minute. He's going to focus on his family. But it would be it would be amazing. And honestly, that would be probably, you know, just on a whole fantasy side, that would be pretty dope. I'm not going to lie. Um, so while we're talking about who's available, uh, we might as well cover – the whole like coaching stuff. Um, Barry Trotz, obviously he was um, fired from New York Islanders and he says that he's not um, going to immediately jump back into coaching. Uh, he told that to the Winnipeg Jets as he was um, being considered. Um, other coaches who've been hired and are no longer on the market, uh, not that we care, but Bruce Cassidy is now with Vegas. Uh, John Tortorella, which is a lot of Sharks fans favorites. Didn't happen soon enough, but he's with the Flyers. Um, Jim Montgomery, who was recently with the Stars, has a uh, went to the Bruins. Peter DeBoer, we all know that he was with Vegas, and now he's with the Stars. Uh, so that has a lot of fans talking about maybe a Pelsky-Burns reunion. I don't know. I think that's a little far-fetched. Um, yeah, Paul Maurice, but he is now in Florida. And, you know, Claude Julian, I mean... I don't know about all that. <laughs> I'm not just, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not going to even bother mentioning the rest of these names here. But um, according to Joe Will, there is plenty, plenty of qualified coaching candidates still available. So, you know, we'll see what they pull out of their hats. Um, again, it's, it's worth mentioning that some names are being dropped already, hypothetically, if Mike Greer is the GM. But I'm not even going to bother spending time on that because, again, this is all like pure speculation at this point. You know, not too long ago, it was 50 candidates. Then that was 25. Then it was about a dozen. Then it was three, two which are sharks. Now it's five. Perhaps it's Melanby. But everyone always says probably, not sure, what I've heard, don't know. That's, that's what I'm hearing following these reports. The only one report that I've seen where it kind of made it seem like it's going to be Mike Greer or... Ray Whitney was Kevin Weeks this morning saying or claiming that being an next shark is priority criteria. Anyways, uh, so hopefully I'm not sounding too repetitive here. Um, so yeah, I, I really, I really am not sure um, what's going on here. A lot, a lot of people in the league too, which um, you know they're, they're asking why is this taking so long. Well, personally, I, I think they they told you Bob Pugner was a part of their plan for next season. It's a trip, but it's true. All right, it's true. I'm thinking personally, again, I'm just speculating here. Um, I'm thinking personally that the fan base and all this reports that are going on is what, what caused this. You know, apparently this went down late last night at 11 p.m. Um, so you have to ask yourself, if he was a part of the Sharks' plans up until last night, like 24 hours ago, then what has changed? And again, I'm going to stick, you know, it's my story. I'm sticking to it. I think that the whole um, stuff that went out earlier this week on the DFO uh, rundown, I believe it's called, um, where the reports that like essentially GM candidates are being scared away from San Jose. I'm thinking that this is like a response to that. It sounds sad, but essentially, you know, we're, we're hitting that accelerator. It's obvious that Bob Boudner was not going to be the Sharks after next season if they gave him his four years. Like, it was obvious that San Jose and Bob Boudner experiment was over at the end of next season. 
So it was becoming painstakingly obvious to Sharks fans out there that we're going to have to go through the same bull shark seasons that we have been for the last three years. Um, you know, with, with fan with the fans talking about that, and then again, you know, a lot of the stuff like I think on NHL now they said it stinks in San Jose, so they got to clean it up. Like, like the amount of disrespect <laughs> that's being said about our club right now is 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 deafening almost. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I think you have to respond, and you have to like you know make significant change that doesn't just change. Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? the fans perspective but also the league's perspective right or vice versa right it doesn't just change the league's perspective on what it is you're trying to do or accomplish here in San Jose but it also changes the fans perspective because quite frankly you know and i've been saying this since last uh, since the end of last season we're not going to have a general manager in place well never say never right but we're probably not going to have a general manager in place when the free agency begins. And they've already talked about how they feel that they are more than capable of getting it done. And it's probably because they've been doing it for the last few years, right? Like how much insight or how much, like how much did Bob Boodner like input did he have on draft selections, right? Like it's been Dougie jr. This whole time, in my opinion, you know, I mean, like, obviously, I don't know what's going on there. Okay, credits to Burke as well. All right, we don't we'll give credit where credit's due, but the scouting has been on point. And now, and that, and I, I understand. I understand why the Sharks want to keep them, because you know, the reports are that it's going to be a first-time general manager. So obviously, they're going to need some kind of support structure for whoever this person is going to be. Okay, this will be the first time that they've ever been in a general manager capacity in their career, and. Long story short is, you know, you have to have some pieces in place to support this, uh, you know, whoever this person may be. And I think the scouting team is probably one of the, and I said this before, it's been one of our highlights over this past few years. Because true, whether you want to say that the Sharks are purposely tanking, which they've already came out in public and said, no, they are not. They're not playing for draft positions. Or, you know, if, if you want, you know, whatever it is you want to say, like, that's the one thing that's been the highlight this past three years is our prospects. So that makes sense. Just like if getting the Bach off. Now, Joe Will mentioned this on his presser as well. A lot of people um, were wondering, well, how come if getting the Bach off name wasn't thrown out there? First of all, I got to say, what are you freaking? No, I'm just kidding. I'll go all crazy. But no, seriously, like, what, what are you crazy? You, they're not going to get rid of getting the Bach off. If Kevin Weeks is saying that a priority criteria is to be X Sharks player, then Mike Ritchie and getting the Bakoff are safe. <laughs> I mean, that's just obvious. But also, Nabokov, his goaltending coaching is probably like one of the premier. Like, it's like if he had to give the Sharks organization grades, that's the A plus or at least an A. Like, so that's probably one of the areas where the Sharks are actually killing it. So of course you're not going to get rid of, of of getting the Bakoff. I mean, he's the best guy that I think the Sharks have, the best resource to you know train our up and coming. Um, our up and coming um, uh, goaltending, which is another thing I want to talk about. So that was kind of uh, mentioned today as well on the uh, DFO rundown. They're speaking of uh, goaltending situation. Um, Capo Kakinen, he obviously is the uh, restricted free agent coming up soon. And I've been saying this. I think Aiden Hill, I said this last night, Aiden Hill is his time in San Jose is done. I honestly believe he, he never wanted to be here to begin with. Um, but, you know, that's, you know, Check out our previous episodes throughout the season, you know, for insight on that. I don't want to repeat myself here. But um, essentially, you know, it's either going to be Reimer or Aiden Hill. They're being traded. Um, when they, tr- uh, you know, they're going to be traded soon, in my opinion, very soon. And if you had to choose between Aiden Hill, who was consistently unavailable, who you gave up a second round pick for, you know, so presumably he should have been a starter. And then you have James Reimer who came back and, like, redefined his career. 400-plus victories. And, you know, um, he, he outright earned the starting goaltender job. You know, so with them acquiring Capo Kakinen, it would make no sense in my mind for them to keep Aiden Hill because, essentially, you have your veteran goaltender who's been holding it down and... I'm almost certain that the Sharks are going to offer him a qualifying offer. 
So in a way, you're kind of already saying, hey, this is our future netminder. It obviously doesn't hurt to have more, but let's just be real. Let's just be real here. Um, you don't want to have an additional, you know, when salary cap is, is, you know, when the salary cap is like, you know, the whole talk of, of uh, you know, the league and how the Sharks are trying to find ways to, you know, free up some space. Um, yeah, um, having over four or five million dollars between two goaltenders, one of which hasn't really done much for the franchise, it, it doesn't seem like you know a, a smart way to go into the season. But you know, I don't know. I'm just reacting. A lot, a lot of today's uh, podcast is gonna be pure reaction or today's show. Um, so yeah, I mean, wh- what do y'all think? What do y'all think? Um, I'm already getting some comments here saying that cap that capo is greater than Hill. I'm not mistaken from bringing that correctly. I 100% agree. I 100% agree. And I'm not agreeing because of, you know, bias, being biased or, you know, favoritism. It's just Capo Kakinen strikes me as a guy that wants to, like, actually be here. (laughs) Anyways. All right. You know, I am going to get into it. Aiden Hill started off his tenure in San Jose with arbitration, just like what we're going through with the Vander Kane. Okay. So, I mean, I'm not going to feel, I'm not going to approach that any differently because of, you know, whatever the, the player's name is or the position. When Aiden Hill, I mean, Aiden Hill, you know, he filed his grievance in the arbitration with the Sharks last summer after he was acquired. Okay. Obviously, you know, we met and we settled that terms. But then afterwards, of course, sickness and injuries is a big factor of this. But, I mean, sometimes a guy would show up at practice take a shift and then that was it that's all you see of him so you know and hey he's a big guy he's a big guy and when he plays and he, he can hold it down all right and he's the only goaltender in sharks history um are are in sharks history since Vesa Toscala to tally two assists in the game all right so i'm not trying to water down his contributions or what he has done when he played with San Jose Quite simply, I'm just getting this overall impression that, you know, and this all this all starts back with last season's arbitration, is that, you know, maybe he doesn't really want to be here. I don't know. Um, it's not a far-fetched idea. You know, apparently up until, you know, reports up until last night is that, you know, San Jose is not a destination that people want to be at, and that's concerning. So with that being said, I am honestly thinking um, – back to Bob Boudner, that that's why he was fired so late in the season. Or for some of you out there, you might be thinking he may be the first head coach to be let go this season. I'm not too sure when the NHL physical year is, but I'm pretty sure this is like, you know, um, the end of the 2021-2022. I'm pretty sure that, um, I'm pretty sure, you know, It'll start next week or whatever. You know, the official start of the next season. But I don't know. Anyways, I personally think that Bob Booner was let go of because you have to tell people out there, hey, we're serious. We want to change now. We want to make it to the playoffs. And you have to show that you want to make the playoffs. I mean, you can't say, hey, hey, new GM, come over here and, and take everyone we have and, and you know, and try to make, you know, try to make it different. With the same coach, with the same same core players, with the same contracts, it it just doesn't make sense. And that right there, to me, would justify why the reports are being quote unquote delusional here in in the Bay Area. Anyways, I think I've said enough about that. Um, yeah, so you know how how are some of you all out there feeling about the whole uh, situation here in San Jose? Um, if you have you know, if you have the chance, let me see right here. We have someone saying it isn't it pretty normal for a new GM to clear house coaching wise and bring in their own people? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's that's what was going on um over the past couple of weeks reportedly, okay, reportedly by like NHL insiders, and I mean like insiders with people with connects and plugs throughout the league, not like you know, local beat re- reporters who depend on the club for that access. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Anyways, um, these guys are out there saying like, like the, the sharks didn't want them to do that. And that's why we haven't found anybody. So again, 
I, I've been saying it over and over, but if you're confused as to why, you know, obviously missing the, the playoffs three years in a row is a big deal, but you've heard it from our ASGM. Up until 11 o'clock last night, Bob Boudner was a part of the San Jose Sharks' plans. Something had to change this past 24, 48 hours to make them decide that, hey, uh, we gotta, we're going to divorce now. This is going to happen now. And I personally think that it's the reports that have been leaking or spreading out there around the league of, you know, what it is that is desired and are what the expectations are and what realistically can happen with, you know, the amount of wiggle room that the front office is giving our new candidates. So to answer your question, yes, typically you want to present someone with the opportunity to build their own team. Apparently keeping the likes of Joe will as an assistant general manager and, um, you know, Doug Wilson jr. And um, Tim Burke, apparently, you know, keeping those three on your staff for a new GM may not even be desirable. Like, like just not having the ability to choose your own assistant general manager or your own scouting team, that may not be an attractive package for, you know, these guys, you know, the guys and gals who may be interviewing. Um, so, Yeah. Um, I'm kind of happy. I hate to say it, you know, I'm happy because I feel like, like they're really trying to salvage next season. They're really trying to make it to the playoffs. They really want to win now. And if they didn't, then we would still have the Bob Boone experience for another year. So that's the only reason why this news excites me as a sounds like sharks fan is because, you know, we're putting some pedal to the metal. We're accelerating this process it was obvious, you know, it's obvious, you know, what was going on previously in San Jose is not going to, you know, it's not going to draw on the fans. It's not going to help us, you know, um, earn points in the standings. Uh, it was just a complete mess. And we need someone to come in here and they need to be allowed. They need to be allowed to, you know, do what it is that they need to do or what they feel necessary to um you know improve the squad otherwise i think you just risk you just risk having to have this same process three to four years down the road um and quite frankly again i mean no disrespect to you know potential uh candidates that used to be sounds like sharks like mike greer and ray whitney but personally if those end up being our finalists like this might be a tough position to be in i mean you have Bob Bugner, you know, who was someone who was kind of praised, even though he didn't have, you know, the whole wins tally going on his favor, but he was praised for, you know, kind of keeping, you know, this team together and challenging the young crew and development and whatever else you want to spin to make him sound like he was a solid coach. But uh, <laughs> my bad. Uh, but, but what I'm trying to get at though is, you know, now you have it. Now it's definitely going to be on the general manager. So now, you know, the pressure is on for whoever's going to take this position. Like now you have to give us a good head coach. And, you know, according to Will, there's plenty of qualified candidates still out there. You know, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. But at the most part, I do believe the San Jose Sharks organization now when they say that they're trying to win now. And I believe them because they started by showing Sharks territory that, hey, this isn't working out for us. And overall, you know, we're going to start moving ahead. And, I mean, I think that's all you can really ask for as a fan. At least try something, right? Try something new, but try something that's going to work. Don't give us things that are like, like, you know, like, um, like, you know, they're patching a hole when they should probably be replacing the entire surface, so to speak. Anyways, I'm out of analogies. I've been speaking for almost an hour here. I'm surprised. Anyways, thank you to everybody, everyone on Instagram, um, who's been, joining live everybody on facebook twitch and on youtube i uh, thank you for everyone who's been interacting We've seen like over a dozen people here plus i think uh, last night we had uh, about two dozen on facebook a dozen here on instagram so you know just know that if you're spending some time with us you're also spending some time with some other fellow sharks fans in sharks territory 
Anyways, I am Aaron James. I think that's all I got. That's my rant and reactions to Bob Boodner being fired today. I still can't believe it. I actually haven't been this excited about Sharks hockey since maybe game seven. And that's that sounds so lame. It really does. I, I hate to be one of those fans that keep reverting back to game seven, like being like one of the greatest things, right? But it's literally like one of the best things that, that we've had. Um, outside of, you know, Thomas Bordalo getting the whole shootout winner in Vegas uh, most recently. But yeah, it's um, it's about time, personally. I really think it's about time. So, will the South of the Sharks announce general manager hiring after the 4th of July weekend? I don't know. Stay tuned. If they do, we will be live that night. It seems as if I'm going to be doing these on a regular basis at 9 o'clock. So, um, keep your live notifications set. And, you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully we all can get some rest this weekend and, um, you know, stay safe out there for those who are celebrating. Be safe if you decide to, um, you know, pop off some fireworks and stuff. And, yeah, uh, happy 4th of July to everybody, whether or not, you know, news drops, unless, of course, they decide to announce a GM hire this weekend. Um, I will most likely be signing off until uh, Tuesday. So, you know. Again, one more time, wishing all of you out there who've been watching live and, you know, supporting us, you know, happy holidays. And until next time, let's go Sharks. All right, everybody. Happy Friday. Have a great weekend. Uh, Be safe out there, all right?